Science Art Immunology series and in this podcast I'll be talking about cytotoxic T-cell activation. If you remember from a previous podcast we talked about how T-helper cells are pretty pivotal in most things and they are pivotal in activating our cytotoxic T-cells. Our cytotoxic T-cells before they go on and get activated need to be primed first and this is kind of like a ready steady thing. Once they are primed, T-helper cells release cytokines and oof, therefore they go and become activated. The other fact we need to remember um, are that cytotoxic T-cells express the molecular marker CD8. And this CD8 marker is a molecule that enables the cytotoxic T-cell to bind to the MHC class 1. The MHC class 1, the major histocompatibility complex 1, is essentially a protein molecule which presents the the cytosolic contents of a cell on its surface. So whatever is inside the cytosol, inside the soup of the cytosol of that cell, goes up onto its surface. And the cytotoxic T-cells are the T-cells that have a quick look at that and they look it over. And if they don't like the look of it, if it's not you, then you die. And that's that's how cytotoxic T-cells work in a nutshell. So cytotoxic T-lymphocytes come from the thymus, just like the helper T lymphocytes, the helper T cells. They have a functional T cell receptor that recognizes an antigen, that's the main thing, but they actually can't lyse a target cell, they can't kill anything, and they have to differentiate first, and that's what happens up in the lymph. So the cytotoxic T cell is activated in the lymph when it comes into contact with an antigen-presenting cell. The antigen-presenting cell will have an MHC1, which expresses foreign antigen, and an MHC2, which expresses foreign antigen. The cytotoxic T cell will be able to bind to the MHC1 with its CD8 molecule, and the T cell receptor will fit against the antigen that is being presented assuming, of course, that they match up. With the help of the helper T-cells, which produce cytokines, they stimulate the cytotoxic T-cell differentiation. So you have your cytotoxic T-cell. It's bound to the antigen-presenting cell, MHC1, and antigen. There's also a little co-stimulatory molecule there. And with the help of CD4 helper T-cell cytokine production, the cytotoxic T-cells differentiate and mature. Now that's how the cytotoxic T-cell becomes activated. It uses the antigen-presenting cell MHC1 to bind and also the cytokines produced from the T-helper cell. But now it has this equipment on its surface. It's got a T-cell receptor, a CD8 molecule, so now it can go out into the circulation and find any cells around there that have both MHC1, which it can bind to, and an antigen, and being in this mature state, it can go out and kill them. So the first thing that happens is that cytotoxic T cells will home to the sites of infection, probably by cytokines calling them there, where they bind to infected cells. The infected cells are presenting a class one MHC1 peptide antigen, uh, and Because of that, an activated cytotoxic T-cell, the T-cell receptor will recognize the foreign antigen. The CD8 molecule will recognize the MHC1 
and so they can kill the infected target cell. So how is it that they actually kill them? There are two mechanisms by which cytotoxic T cells can do this. The first is that the cytotoxic T cell will release granules towards the infected target cells. And these granules have enzymes in them called granzymes and a monomer called perforin. Funnily enough, perforin perforates things. The clue is in the name monomer. So each of these perforin monomers will align up and form a little pore, a hole, and create an aqueous channel. Once the aqueous channel is formed, the other enzymes, the granzymes, will now flow into the target cell. And these granzymes can trigger caspases. Sounds like uh, Casper, but anyway, caspases. And caspases are enzymes inside your cell which induce cell death. It's like a, a sort of a, a self-destruct button. And this is called apoptosis. Once the cytotoxic T cell has done its, done its duty, it breaks away from the target cell and then the target cell is killed. The other way that cytotoxic T cells can kill very effectively is by something called FAS ligand. Cytotoxic T cells also express FAS ligand, which upon activation binds to its target protein, which is FAS. Now FAS is expressed on many cell types, and this is also like a self-destruct button. So when an activated FAS ligand binds to a FAS molecule expressed by the cell, the cell apoptoses. So the binding of the FAS ligand and FAS triggers caspases which induce apoptosis in the target cell. So cytotoxic T cells are pretty good at fighting infection and they don't leave very much collateral damage. They can do this on a cell by cell basis and they can kill extracellular pathogens, they target cells that are infected, that is intracellular pathogens, and therefore they are really good at eliminating viruses. So just to recap, a cytotoxic T cell differentiates from a pre-cytotoxic T cell in response to two signals. The first is the specific antigen associated with the class 1 MHC, which comes from the antigen presenting cell. And the second are the cytokines that are produced from the T helper cell, specifically interleukin-2 and interferon gamma. So how much? How quickly? How many T cells are there? In your entire body, there are about 200 T cells swimming about around the, among the vast pool of irrelevant T cells distributed randomly throughout your body's lymphoid tissue. And these are capable of generating an immune response that in less than six days will expel invading pathogens. So over the first six days of an immune response, you get about 90,000 cells. Now, if we look at something like HIV, where you have a chronic inflammatory infection, you do have CD8 cells, people have found, that show more than one function. Multifunctional or polyfunctional T cells correlate with better control of the virus, whereas T cells that only show one or two functions don't seem to control HIV as well. Now, Polyfunctional T cells, you're thinking, what do they do? Do they, do they, what do they do in addition to killing? Now, 
these cytotoxic T cells, some of them have an ability to secrete cytokines such as interferon, interleukin, TNF-alpha, and in those long-term non-progressors who control HIV relatively well, you find that these cytokines are the ones that are released. Recently, it's been proposed that the cytotoxic T cells make a decision of which mechanism of killing to undertake, cytotoxicity versus cytokine-mediated control, and this is based on the amount of virus antigen presented to them. Let's now look at an example of another chronic infection, such as hepatitis B. Hepatitis B can lead to serious problems such as liver damage, liver failure, liver cancer. And people who control hepatitis B virus show a really strong cytotoxic T cell response. And those in whom the hepatitis B virus progresses and becomes chronic usually do not. The cytotoxic T cell shuts down virus expression in the liver by releasing interferon and other cytokines. And there is some liver damage, but it's not necessarily because of direct cytotoxicity. It's a side effect of the cytokines, not related to the viral clearance. Well, so what? What difference does it actually make how the cytotoxic T cells are clearing the virus, so long as they clear it? So here are some reasons to care. It takes about 30 to 60 minutes for um, a cytotoxic T cell to actually get on and kill a cell, kaput. Interferon release, if you are a cytotoxic T cell that's releasing a cytokine such as interferon, it makes it much faster to control viruses and it doesn't take as many cytotoxic T cells. Don't forget, interferon, for example, uh, enables cells to have a sort of a, a viral barrier. There are about Oh, 10, 10 to the factor 11, that's billions of hepatocytes. And hepatitis viruses can infect an awful lot of them very fast. So those 5 million cytotoxic T cells can shut down the virus without killing more than 10% of the liver cells. And potentially any inflammation in the liver can lead to protection. So if you have hepatitis B virus and you're infected by something else called, uh, for example, let me think, uh, lymphocytic chorio-meningitis. The inflammation induced by the lymphocytic chorio-meningitis virus, it might shut down the hepatitis B virus as a handy side effect. And this cross-protection from other viruses has actually been seen in mouse models and maybe in humans as well. So that was a whistle-stop tour. Cytotoxic T cells, in summary, are very important in controlling viral infection. They need T cell help to become fully activated. And the most effective cytotoxic T cell mechanisms of getting rid of things um, utilize numerous mechanisms. So thanks for listening and join me next time for more Fran Science Art.